So we had the uh, all share index uh, close marginally low at 60,183 points. Uh, the rand has been uh, bobbing along against the US dollar, where it's currently trading at 14 rand 18. Uh, it made some gains against the euro and the pound. And then the gold price still depressed at $1,276 an ounce. But palladium's heading towards the $1,000 per ounce mark at $998 an ounce. And platinum down at $924 an ounce. But I guess, uh, and here to discuss the uh, market news and company updates with me is Petri Redinghouse from Herenia Capital Advisors. How are you, Petri? Well, thanks for yourself. Very good, thanks. Uh, I got got the chance to speak to you twice today. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> strange day, but anyways, uh, I think the great company news that came out, though, was that update from Mr. Price uh, telling us that uh, for the six months ending September, it expects headline earnings per share to rise between 20 to 25%. Petri, we've been following the retail story uh, as it's uh, unfolded. And basically, from the consumer's point of view, it looks like the economy is at a standstill. How do you explain this update, though, which flies in the face of so much uh, evidence to the contrary? Yeah, so it is a bit of a strange one because they've done really well. I mean, their headline earnings per share is up uh, between 20 and 25%. Um, now, if you consider that the rest of the retailers have been struggling really badly, or not struggling really badly, but been struggling somewhat in terms of the, uh, you know, getting sales numbers up. Mr. Price has really outperformed them uh, very, very much. Now, I think part and parcel of what is happening here is people are trading down to Mr. Price. We know Mr. Price um, sort of targets a lower LSM uh, market, uh, people who are not necessarily uh, capable of earning uh, or capable of spending as much on clothing uh, as some of the people that buy at the likes of Pashinis and Truist. Also, uh, Mr. Price is a much more cash uh, Orientated business, as where you know, Fashini's and True, it's a very much credit related businesses. So, as people are starting to feel the pinch a bit, uh, you know, they're already struggling with debt, they can't take on any more. Uh, they start to sort of uh, move over to cash uh, purchases of clothing, which where which is where Mr. Price is situated very well. And you know, you'll find the same with ShopRite as well, um, as where ShopRite targets that low LSM. Um, you know, retail market in terms of groceries and so on. When times get tough, people start buying from the higher uh, LSM stores and start buying at the lower LSM stores, and then those tend to do relatively well. So Mr. Price performed really well. I mean, the share price up over 8% today. I thought it would close somewhere close to the highs as we spoke uh, earlier this afternoon. It didn't manage to do that, but still uh, closed at 192 rand 25, uh, which is a solid 8.6% up. Now, comparing that to some of the other retailers, uh, True is essentially flat for the day, down around 10 cents. Uh, sorry, uh, that's the Pashini Group. True has done 1.4% or 1 rand. ShopRite up about 1.5% and Woolies uh, just under half a percent higher. So Mr. Price really shooting the lights out uh, in terms of its performance within the sector. Yeah, quite amazing there. And you just touched on the other retailer that was making news today with uh, the Fashini Group announcing that it was going to be buying uh, the Hobbs retail uh, stores in the UK. Tell us a little bit more about what's going on there. Right. So, I mean, we are seeing continuous push from South African companies into developed markets. Uh, first round now buying um, the Adelmore Group uh, as well, which is a small sort of junior bank in the UK. Now, TFG or the Pashini Group, also sort of making its move. So they're wanting to buy uh, Hobbs. They are, um, they've entered into an agreement to acquire all of the share capital of Hobbs, basically it's a complete buyout, uh, subject to obviously certain terms and conditions. Now, Hobbs currently has about 140 outlets 
which consists of standalone stores concessions uh, within the UK. Um, it's stocked in departmental stores across the world, including Bloomingdale's in the United States, um, as well as uh, stores in Germany. And it also sells online uh, merchandise or you know online shopping within 49 countries around the world. So. The Fashina Group is obviously hoping that this is going to be their launch to uh, bring their company global reach and maybe also leverage some of the skills that Hobbs has in terms of their, uh, you know, the logistics behind and the marketing behind online shopping so that the Fashina Group can move more into an online shopping space within South Africa because we are seeing that is a very fast-growing uh, sector, the likes of uh, Takealot.com, which is backed by Nasdaq, um, really sort of showing a lot of good growth. So I think that this could be a strategic move for them to buy some skills uh, for them to implement here, but also to gain exposure to earning in foreign currencies in multiple countries, 49 different countries uh, in terms of online shopping, which is fantastic. And those are, yeah, I mean, those are those are big investments in tech, but uh, obviously uh, there's a massive uh, scaling effect there when you get that right, as we've seen with the likes of Amazon. Uh, Petri, just coming to uh, one macro development, uh, I guess we can call it China's forex reserves on the rise again. Uh, yeah. <laughs> quite staggering to see that they've risen for the ninth month in a row and have reached $3.1 trillion, trillion dollars by the end of October. Yeah, well, to, uh, to, to delve into this a little bit, uh, it's $3.109 trillion, which is, it sounds like a lot of money, but there was a tremendous amount of panic when, uh, when that number in, I think it was in February of this year, uh, dipped below the $3 trillion mark. So it's almost seen as the $3 trillion mark is the, the last line of defense. If the forest reserves drop below that, um, and they are faced with some sort of adverse economic condition where they might have to do some form of stimulus or they might have to do some stabilization of their currency. They might not be able to uh, to do that. And thus, uh, $3 trillion is considered the minimum amount that they can have. So since February to now, it's been a steady rise and it's sort of been rising ahead of what the expectations were every single time. So this, I think, is a very good... Uh, well, okay, I didn't do that in, in uh, uh, a few months ago, but every other month since sort of March... Um, oh, sorry, since February, it's been ahead of expectations, which is very good because we've seen now the GDP starting to bottom out. We've seen forex reserves now starting to, to climb up again. We've seen uh, manufacturing PMIs uh, as well as, uh, um, you know, uh, sort of consumer PMIs or CPI sort of starting to lift in China. So it seems as if there was a lot of worry around... Uh, the Chinese economy coming to a standstill or having growth fall below, uh, you know, that what is, has been below 7% for a while, but having growth sort of slow down to a point where it starts putting pressure on uh, other world economies, uh, particularly countries that are exporting a lot of resources and so on. Um, and it's almost like, you know, the driving engine of the world. Yes, America is big, but without China, America can't function, right? Um, so seeing that these forex reserves are on the rise again, it might not be much, you know, that $0.1 trillion that it's been up since February, uh, but it does seem as if the trend is going in the right direction, uh, which is a very sort of comforting fact for those who are uh, backing resources, I suppose. Yeah, so me, basically. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, and certainly, I think one of the most underappreciated uh, relationships in that uh, in the geopolitical space is the fact that most of those reserves are parked in U.S. Treasuries in the United States. Is that right? Correct. Correct. Yes. So a lot of it is in America. So if they do need to start cashing in because their reserves are running low and they need to use it, 
they, um, you know, they own a lot of the U.S. bond market, corporate government, uh, both corporate and government bonds. So, you know, in those U.S. treasuries, a lot of that money invested in there is from China. Obviously, a lot of it is from the Fed as well, but a large, large portion of that is from China. So if China does need to pull their, their reserves out and start using it, then that could create a bit of a liquidity crunch in the U.S. Uh, and, and sort of seize up overnight lending markets and that kind of thing. And then we're back at a 2008 crash situation. So nobody wants that. <laughs> uh, so seeing the, the numbers on the rise is definitely a good thing. Yeah, very interesting to see what uh, what would the U.S. response be under Trump administration. Thanks as always, uh, Petri, for your time and enjoy the rest of your evening. It's a pleasure. I hope, uh, I hope you have a great show. Thank you. Petri Redinghouse, founder of Herenia Capital Advisors.